Welcome to Contain This. I'm Stephanie Williams, Australia's Ambassador for Regional Health Security. Today I have the second interview in our Indo-Pacific Health Leaders series for this year. I spoke to Dr Baofan Kampafongfan last November. She is the Deputy Director of the National Centre for Laboratory and Epidemiology in the Lao People's Democratic Republic. During the early days of the COVID outbreak, she supervised rapid response teams in provinces to look for suspected COVID cases and worked closely with the WHO to conduct COVID testing. Dr Baofan is a supervisor of the Lao Field Epidemiology Training Program, FETP, and the ASEAN Australia Health Security Fellowship, which is funded by us here at the Indo-Pacific Centre for Health Security and will be the subject of an upcoming podcast episode. Australia continues to support the National Centre for Laboratory and Epidemiology during the ongoing COVID response in Laos and has committed to assist the vaccine rollout in the coming year. But more about that in future episodes. In this interview, we talk about Laos' COVID response from 2020. Dr Balfan, welcome to Contain This. In the early phases of the pandemic, as a technical leader and a health leader in Laos. I'm interested in how you addressed uncertainty about COVID-19 in the early phases. I think for the uncertainty COVID-19, I just realized that the the important thing for the uncertainties for any public health threat that may happen, then we have to keep our uh, openings open-minded and also honest about what we know and what we don't know and try to share the experience that thinking about the network is very important, how to use the access to the uh, information that available from the religion to be our key information in terms of the PD or assess uh, what is, will be the next step of going on in order to prepare our uh, readiness for the response to the uncertainties. Do you think, how did it go when you said, we don't know? So sometimes I think in science, we find it easy, easier to accept what we know and what we don't know. It's a natural part of science. But when you were in the position of having to communicate what we didn't know, how did that work um, to your government or, or senior counterparts? From regarding to my loan, uh, to say what we don't know and then how we can convince our leader as a government's aside, we may need to work on with the available information and tell to the publics that this is what the information that we have. Uh, the situation may changing, our decision may changing, according to the information available. This is uh, the key and uh, concept or key idea that we try to convince the government or MOS leaders how we can uh, move forward with the uncertainty information or unclear uh, information that we have at this moment. We have to be honest uh, because of nowadays, uh, our uh, general people and publics, even in Laos, they are really clever. They're catching up with the, the social media news. If the government don't take action properly or more advanced than them, then give them the right information, then maybe create another uh, problem or panic in terms of the, uh, the government uh, decision and also how we can convince our people. 
that's we have to say the to be honest that we know and we don't know and then based on the information then we can provide uh, later on the when the information is available so a lot has changed since we were in that position in January, February, March, having to brief daily or hourly. I'm sure you were very pushed for your time. Now when we think it's November um, 2020 and you look back over the last few months, what are you most proud of in terms of um, the way you in your role or your teams have responded to the challenge of COVID-19 in Laos? I think most of how that, that uh, we create our strong network and foundation through the, uh, the public health frontline staff that we try to prepare and strengthen our capacity, that we strengthen our the field epidemic training program that we are working, that how we can use that uh, workforce to be our additional hand to help us to respond to uh, any uncertainty or uh, any public health event that may happen. And can you tell us a bit more about the workforce? So Lao population, um, how many FETPs did you have? And did you have to recruit more? Uh, I'm interested in how that network was able to be deployed. Um, we, currently we have nearly 100 uh, graduate and we have eight current trainee now is cohort 12, that uh, we try to keep them in our uh, loop or networks by uh, create the uh, exchange program. Then we have the alumni workshop uh, twice a year. Then we send out the invitation letters, uh, providing them that, uh, inviting them to be our additional uh, workforce or search capacity for uh, investigation and also for contact tracing by providing them the online training because during the, during the beginning of the, this year that people cannot travel, particularly during lockdown period, then uh, they have to stay in their own province. But we use the opportunity by using the online training to provide them the concept of how we conduct the investigation, contract taxing regarding to the COVID-19 response that is, uh, we provide some uh, additional funding to them, how to uh, provide additional support beside the provincial uh, financial budget. This one thing that we providing the SOP to them, then follow up by calling, then daily meeting, uh, weekly meeting with them. That's the way how we can uh, use them, even they are in the province, but they have to assign some works to do. Also, the recent trainees that cohort 12, there's the most important group that try support NCLEs, my office, to enter the data uh, every day, like a follow-up contract taxing that we have nearly 400 con close contact that need to follow up between for uh, that period. It's very challenging. Without them, we cannot success in terms of COVID response model. So I don't think there's a single FETP graduate in the world that potentially wasn't drawn into the COVID response in their countries. Uh, tell me about when Laos started the FETP. The 12th cohort, was that 12 years ago or longer? Uh, what led to the creation of this workforce? Uh, we, we established Laos FETP in 2009. 
which is the same is my uh, I'm the first cohort for that that still remember that uh, we were deployed to respond to pandemic H1N1 the first uh, imported cases that is almost uh, 12 years now after that it's so often um, the case that the first cohort of an FETP become leaders like yourself in the countries and it's terrific to see that ongoing alumni and strength of the network. Um, I want to move now into the current challenges you see for Laos with response to COVID. I know there's been some cases, we can see this is clearly a medium to long-term infectious disease event. Um, how would you characterise some of the biggest challenges you are facing today? I think the, the biggest challenge for any uh, public health works in Laos is mostly regarding to the human resource uh, in terms of number. Because of, uh, we have quite sm a small population in Laos, but also the small public health workforce that they have their own routine works that complete, have to carry on more than 100%. Then now we have additional pandemic, which is before the pandemic uh, COVID-19 happening. Then we also facing for the missiles outbreak. It's quite big outbreak in, in Laos at that time, uh, beginning of 2009, then carry out until the end of 2019, uh, something like that, beginning of 2019. This is, um, we already exhausted with the uh, responding to missiles outbreak in many provinces, 12 provinces, uh, that means more than 80% of the uh, total population is affected by uh, missiles outbreak at that time. Then followed by the uh, COVID-19 at the end of or beginning of this year. Now it's almost 11 or 10 months. That is quite prolonged uh, pandemic period that we have seen. So um, another challenging is the pandemic fatigues that we have to participate in many challenging or handling many challenges in like other countries that how we can maintain the momentum and awareness of public health workers and also the clinicians, nurses who are working in the uh, health facility with that they have to complete it with other uh, routine works as well. This is very uh, challenge with other uh, activities like uh, missiles outbreak response and influenza outbreak response and dengue, where also live on public health uh, workers that need to be um, taking into consideration. Then, uh, so this is very challenge in terms of the completing with other activities that also need to be addressed at the same time as well. I think that's a very common challenge and you mentioned from the at least the FETP and outbreak response perspective, the measles and the dengue outbreaks. What about the challenges to the public health workforce in Laos for the longer term infectious diseases, the HIV, TB, um, the other infectious diseases that also require public health workforce attention and planning. Um, how's that going? I think, like I mentioned, because of, uh, we have to completing with other uh, public health program as well, particularly immunization activity. Then we have to 
keep our momentum to maintain our uh, surveillance quality in terms of uh, uh, performance indicator for vaccine preventive body disease surveillance as well. Seen Laos also used to have outbreak of uh, CBDPV, the circulating vaccine delay below virus in 2015. And also the immunization coverage also really lows. So how we can maintain our surveillance system in terms of qualities and early detection for those uh, as well, even. This is really challenging. So we have to mobilize and keep uh, changing our strategy. Instead of working only with COVID-19 only, we will try to changing our direction to uh, harmonizing the system. We're talking about COVID-19 uh, issue. Then we're also talking about the surveillance of other vaccine preventable disease, and it, including COVID-19 and others. For HIV-8 and malaria, uh, we also, my center didn't responsible for HIV testing or surveillance of malaria, but in terms of uh, even bit response, we still need to keep our eye on that. But besides that, uh, as a TOR of NCLE, we also carrying out the laboratory works where we also have to supervise the quality testing for HIV AIDS program. And also now we try to working together with TB center that uh, how we can uh, harmonize the gene expert technique to support our uh, laboratory capacity to expanding the capacity to this uh, provincial level by using the gene expert that can uh, reduce the workload for NCLE uh, a lot if we can move forward like that. So you're saying NCLE, which is the National Centre for Laboratory Epidemiology, um, who've got a role in the diagnosis and terrific to hear that the point of care diagnosis with Gene Expert is um, reducing the workload of NCLE. I want to turn to my last question, really, which is you mentioned it a bit earlier about pandemic fatigue, but you know, COVID-19 may continue for many years to come in your role, in your multiple roles, how do you keep up the energy um, and momentum? Oh, this is, uh, it just happened to me yesterday and today, <laughs> how I can keep my momentum. <laughs> um, I think one thing we have to, for my personal uh, standing point, uh, we have to set the, our priorities. Then we have to decide using the, uh, which one is urgent and important, then setting up the priority is, uh, can help you to delegate some works to other uh, colleagues and your uh, colleague or your staff. Why I have to select which one is the, the most fitting to my role and responsibility. This one thing that, and also my personal point of view, even I'm too tired, to keep my momentum and energy. I try to change the work-life balance. So even it's too tired, but I have to switch off my mobile, go back to uh, home, and then changing my clothes to do some exercise to keep uh, my energy. Because even if you feel tired, but you do nothing just back home, it will uh, make you more fatigued and really exhausted. So I try to do every uh, evening exercise, at least uh, 30 minutes walking. 
uh, that are my routines uh, practice and also working in the public health field like us we need to also uh, have some work-life balance some social activity at this moment this is also how we can keep uh priority between works family and then personal lives uh, this is how i try to practice uh recently otherwise you will be uh, not only fatigues from uh, prolonged pandemic but also from office syndrome as well that is uh, work-life balance and uh, it's very important then how uh, keep doing exercise regularly is also good for your health and your brain as well thank you dr buafan thank you for reminding us of the importance of disconnecting and um, going for a walk and making time for yourself to enable you to continue to lead well. And thanks also for your insights about honesty and communication from the early phases and reminding us about the strength of networks um, to support the workforce in response to COVID-19. It's been terrific to talk with you today and I wish you very well for the next phase of our pandemic response. I don't want to have an, uh, another phase of pandemic. <laughs> I want to have only this phase is enough. Thank you. But besides that, uh, it's not only our APTP network program, but also we have still have a lot of support from uh, development partner, for example, WSOS, the Technicon agency, other agency like uh, um, CDC, um, other development partner like uh, Australian uh, through DFAT program and also uh, many key partners that support us because of without this support Lao PDR cannot uh, achieve and can control the COVID-19 like this since we only have only 24 confirmed cases and then no date and all of them is quite a uh, very mild cases. I think uh, not only the NCOE, but also many government partner sector plus the development partner embassies here in Laos have a big support to the Lao government. I, I think I would like to take this opportunity to thanks to all partners, uh, our leaders, and also uh, many people who contribute to the COVID-19 response, including the public who try to follow the government advice during the, the lockdown period. That, that's why I can make us success in terms of uh, control and, and preparedness that we try to do and keep our momentum. Even the government try to open the countries and uh, because of the economic situation, but we will try our best. We uh, work together with the driven partners, how we can uh, mitigate the impact in terms of the public health and also the, the economic crisis. Yeah. Yeah, it truly is a team effort. Thanks for your insights today.